They're real. They're relatable. The Brandon and Amy Show. Saturday afternoons on The Seagull. I don't know if this is becoming more of a thing because of social media and the internet, or if this is something that has been happening as a sort of entitlement for a long time. Oh, boy. Do I smell a rant coming? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I think you're going to be the one that rants once I bring up the topic. People who think that they should just be spoon fed notes and cheat on tests and that should still have the credentials to do something. You know, those cartoons where the the character gets angry and like fire shoots out of their various orifices, like their eyes. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of me and my thoughts when you say this. (laughs) See, I told you you were going to be the one going off. Yeah, I have a problem with this. If you are taking a class and you're you're you know, you're trying to learn something, it's fine to not understand things, but when you don't even try to learn and you rely on like your friend or your husband or whatever to kind of spoon feed you um, the things that you're supposed to learn and actually help you out when you have to give answers to questions while you're sitting in class, like feeding you answers, like there's a problem with this. And then people are surprised like, oh, you mean you're not going to let me take the class now that you found out that it's like people want rewarded for that sort of behavior. Now yeah, it's kind of it, silly. It's silly. And I don't know what the internet or social media would have to do with it. Other than the fact that uh, Coursera and some other places, sometimes you can find little snippets of answers to test questions. So it makes it sort of easy to cheat. Um, yeah, it, it's just a weird time because back then there was a little bit more uh, foolproofing that you could do, but now you really have to kind of rely on the honesty of just people uh, being a part of it. Uh, I recognize, though, that there are certain tests, like the one you're going to take for the class you're taking right now is actually proctored. I think somebody's actually watching it. Yes, yeah, somebody's watching it. They make me have my ID. I'm not sure if they will need to listen to my screen reader on the computer. I don't know about that. If they do, I pity them. <laughs> yes. Because um, that would not be fun to listen to synthetic speech for a couple hours, but uh, um, coming through like a little box. But anyway, yeah, um, they... Uh, they have me on. I have to have my camera on so that they can see that I'm not going back on my uh, computer screen and and looking at my notes or picking up another device that might have notes on them. Like you can't. They won't. They want you to look. look okay. At thing. So with that being said, and with that being known, that that's a criteria. Where would somebody get the bright idea that they were going to somehow get through and pass without getting past that? I don't. No, but I don't <laughs> think so anybody silly to think, me. Maybe they did, just didn't think that far. I don't know. I don't know. It must not have been. It's just, it's odd to me when people look at the mountain and they're like, I could climb that. And then they're in the middle of it. And I'm like, oh no, I can't. I gotta say though, I'm sort of, I, I understand why it's proctored. I get it. But the idea that somebody's watching me is just creepy. I'll be you know, watching like, you every breath you, know, you take. You scratch your head you or make. you every you can't time even you scratch your room. head. I'll be watching while I'm doing it. You have to be banished to the living room like the oh, entire no. time that you I'm not, I'm not saying I can't get up and go to the bathroom, but like you can't come in because they would be afraid that you So would is it going to be like <laughs> It's going to be like Gandalf, you shall not pass yeah basically 
the cool thing about life experience is it actually helps with the show content. And the funny thing actually is Amy's not the one doing it. She's the one living life. And I'm just like, hey, this seems like a cool idea. Let's <laughs> talk about this. Let's see what we can get into when we actually have free time and when we have to do the show for the seagull and the podcast. Oh, boy. So. <laughs> The topic that I thought of because you had a meeting or at least a, a class kind of help session, I guess, about it on Monday. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people can relate to, especially at the beginning of the year, procrastination. Yep. And uh, lots of this. Yeah. I wonder. I think that <laughs> I think yours is common, though. Honestly, I think there's a lot more commonality with people who hate to vacuum. Or whatever. So for some people, it's not vacuuming. For some people, it's. Uh, people have the same hatred of doing laundry or yeah. cleaning the toilet or doing dishes. I think um, if if you're procrastinating because you just have that task that you just there's enough dislikes about it than likes, you're gonna put it off. You're gonna procrastinate it. it. Um, and I do with vacuuming because it makes my eyes water and my nose run and I'm sneezy and it's men. It smells funky and like yeah. I gotta like you know, wrangle the vacuum cleaner. But once it's done, it it's it's done. And it's like, wow, the carpet's all fluffy because it's clean. Yeah. So, but the class that I had on Monday was actually really interesting because she really got us to think about, um, okay, set a realistic goal for how long you could do the task you don't like. And then, um, you know, think about, the advantages to doing it, even in that little bit of time, like say you spend, I actually spent more than five minutes, but you know, say you really hated vacuuming. And so you said, I'm only going to vacuum for five minutes and I'm going to do this part of the, the room. And, and it was, you know, to think about the things that are going to be nice once you've done that, like, okay, you know, the carpet's going to feel a little bit better. The room is going to smell a little bit cleaner, you know? Um, and it's actually kind of cool. I did actually more than she suggested, and I didn't divide it up into little bite-sized chunks. But it's an interesting way to think about doing tasks instead of procrastinating and putting them off. Because the idea is it's harder to put off a smaller than it is the big task looming ahead of you. In my case, the vacuuming. <laughs> if you want an accountability partner, check in with us on our Facebook and Twitter pages, Brandon and Amy show. What is that thing that you're procrastinating on and how would you like to get better at being accountable to it? I'm thinking about the power of belief and how it is so transcendent uh, considering all of our life circumstances and how just having the faith and the energy that something is going to work out as much as it sounds like some new world philosophy or like I'm preaching, it really has shown to be true for me over the last few years, especially because I have been focused on getting out of my own way and actually trying to be present to that. And, and, and furthermore than just doing that as something that's feel good, I think it affects your energy and what you're thinking about. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think when you're actually um, having that faith and then you see the things happen, um, it, it makes you, a little bit less stressed. Not that you aren't stressed, but I don't feel like the stress weighs you down as much. Yeah. Uh, I think that you start to learn to reason through it and to be a problem solver in that situation. And I get it. Sometimes it takes a while for it to work out. And, and I think to just knowing, uh, the previous situations, uh, 
humans tend to be very forgetful. I being one of them, I'm very forgetful. I have such bad short term memory. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm even trying to remember this conversation right now, <laughs> um, but no, seriously. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's that thing. I think my problem with it is with the whole faith and, and belief is I look at the big picture, right? I look at, oh my gosh, you know, I'm down to my last $10. Mm-hmm. Thank God our account's never been quite that low, but you know what I mean? I'm down to my last $10. Holy crap. I don't know when we're getting more money again. Right. Right. Which is something that a lot of people. Yeah. It's very common. Struggle these days. with no matter how you get paid. Maybe that $10 is what you have to your last paycheck. And you are always reminding me, which I guess this isn't faith, but I think having this, these reminders help your faith. So I guess they do go together, but you are always the one that reminds me of, okay, but maybe we have $10 so we can't, get anything if we need it, which, yeah, that's kind of scary and that sucks. But do we have groceries? Check. You know, do we have everything that we need to get through until the time that more money comes? Yes. And so I think faith it also kind of is believing not that you'll have what you want, because it's not always what you want, right? I didn't wouldn't want to just have 10 bucks in my account, but it is getting you through to what you need and, and, and getting you what you need. And I think that kind of perspective <laughs> is definitely something that will help our lives. Would love to have a conversation about you with it. It's social media, Brandon and Amy show on Facebook and Twitter. So I've given zero thought to how I want to approach this discussion, but it's something I wanted to do because I feel that it's important to be transparent and something that really hit both of us this past week uh, in the Bible study that we were a part of is being accountable and mending relationships or at least honoring the relationship with friends that we have. And I think about that and I think of uh, how difficult all of that can be for a multitude of circumstances and what that actually means in a practical and realistic way, considering, you know, you got to pay the bills and do your work and keep your schedules. And you also have to make sure that you protect yourself. I've had a very hard time keeping up with people. Yeah. Um, since I've been working and, and, and taking this really demanding coursework, um, you know, so, and I'm not really sure what that looks like for me, um, you know, as far as how I'm going to do it. You know, I, I do feel like I've been really neglectful um, with the people that I do have relationships with. Um, and that's hard. But I think another season for me, too, and I think we've talked a little bit about this, about being shown the people that you're not supposed to have in right. your life, too. Mm-hmm. And that's been some of it for me as well. And, and that's kind of sucky, too. Yeah. You know, it's hard to see. I mean, I've got people that I've known since 2004, 2005 that are not in my life anymore as friends and people that I have known since we were 12 that the same thing applies, that we're not friends anymore because our lives are just going completely different, opposite directions. Mm -hmm. And you can see the dividing line and you know that that relationship is not one that's going to be good for you and lift you up. Yeah, especially it just happens. And and some of it is just purely time. I mean, the thing is, is that 
I want to keep up with everybody, but I also recognize as an introvert, I have a limited window of time every day that I'm going to be willing to actually spend in a situation that is going to demand my full attention and time. Yeah. And time for me is rough too, because even though for a lot of what I do, I'm not talking to people, I'm not allowed to just kind of freely be an introvert because I have to think about, you know, my class stuff and I have to take quizzes and I have to do projects and I have to, do you know what I mean? So my brain always has that split. And then when I'm not doing those things, I'm writing stuff for work or I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm talking to people or I'm emailing with people back and forth, which you might say, oh, you're an introvert, so you would probably like that, but that's still peopling. <laughs> I think the one thing that <laughs> so makes it... So I gotta it, decompress. Yeah. And, so that's kind of my time. It's, it's It feels so limited now. The one thing that makes that hard, too, <clears throat> is that, and I think about this, too, because a lot of my stuff is public relations as well. Uh, when you do that for work, when you're done, you kind of don't want to talk to anyone. It's like when I worked customer service and any of you guys that have been in a call center, you can relate to this. You took phone calls for eight, 10 hours a day. The last thing you wanted to do when you got home was pick up the phone or reach out and call anybody. Yeah, for real. Anybody. Making peace with this as only we can the best we can make peace with certain things being presence in a friend's pain, especially people that are going through a lot of tremendous challenges. And it seems a lot of people are these days. Yeah. And I think the thing that I struggle with, and I believe that I'm not alone in this is how do you a be there for someone and let them know that they're loved and supported when they don't have the energy to be present themselves. Right. Um, And then also, well, I really hope that this person knows that I'm loving them and thinking about them and that I'm sitting with them in this pain, even though we're not talking to one another at all. And we're not really um, texting back and forth either because we can't, you know, because the other person is too exhausted or just because our life is all so busy and we don't want to be like, I don't want to be that person that just texts someone necessarily every morning to say, Hey, I just thought you should know that you're being thought of now. Now that I say that that's not terrible, but you also don't want to be annoying. Yeah, (laughs) I got you. Um, but I think that we both do really well. I mean, we actually, uh, I'm not going to mention her by name, but I will just say we made a playlist for somebody last year. She was going through chemo treatments, which she just finished. Thank goodness. Uh, it's still a long road ahead for her, but, Mm -hmm. uh, just thinking of her, um, definitely someone I value and appreciate a lot and respect mm-hmm. and introduced to Amy immediately when I moved here. Literally the first day I got here, I'm like, you got to meet Michelle uh, <laughs> so much for not saying her name. I was going to say, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to keep just it. Leave it. It's be. not like she's ashamed of that. Like gave out her whole name anyway. Yeah. I, I just, mean, I probably ashamed that you introduced us, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's just accepted the fact that I'm a, a weirdo at this point. But yeah, anyway, so just having a conversation with her and just about uh, overcoming a lot of life's challenges mm-hmm. and just being able to live another day, which after all that and, and just having no inner 
energy at all. And then still having to see what is ahead, uh, what surgeries might have to happen uh, half a year from now. It's a lot to go through. And and I say that to say, I will never understand exactly what that's like mm-hmm. and, and what it feels like to go through that specifically. But it is a reminder to check on your friends. And it is a reminder to reach out when you feel that way, because uh, I know that there are people that don't because they they carry that burden and that pain on themselves and they don't necessarily always reach out to others. All right, this one's Amy on the spot. Everybody ready for Amy on the spot? Here we go. The topic what? of conversation. Is this a new segment? <laughs> yes. The- okay. Amy on the spot. Oh. The whole point is that I don't tell you Boy. so that you're on the spot. All right, go on. And the topic today is confidence with new projects and having that self-confidence to follow through. I don't like you anymore. You're mean. (laughs) See, this is the fun of you doing stuff during the week and being so busy to write things down that I have to be the one trusted with writing down topics because I thought, oh, I'm just going to bring this one up casually. So what has sparked this this uh, idea? Yes. Uh, the fact that you have been going through class all week and the fact that many people had to remind you that you are actually doing really well and that people are really looking to you for your progress and ideas. Yeah, it's very strange. I think not helping situations, though, is that our um, the powers that be, the instructors have been a little bit behind. So we haven't all been getting consistent feedback on what we're doing in class and uh, what we're what we're contributing. Um, and my test scores have not been awesome. Awesome. And so in my mind, I'm like, I suck. Like I'm not any good at this. Um, so I was very surprised when I kind of was, um, singled out as being one of the group of people essentially that they're kind of keeping an eye on and watching in a good way, you know, that are rising to the top. Um, because I expected that I would be in the bottom. <laughs> well, you're making the effort and you're actually following through and getting things done. And I think that's really what matters. Yeah, I have no idea what this will be for a career for me, but my tenacity will save me in the end and and make me um, push through to the end and take the, the, the test. And, and hopefully I will pass and get certified. But, um, you know, I... What I lack in some of the knowledge and understanding of things, I am tenacious enough to keep. I'm that person that keeps picking at something and and trying it four or five, 20 different ways um, to make sure that something works. If, if it's, uh, you know, a project that I'm not getting a complete on or something. And so, you know, um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's how I am. 